Welcome to Digging In with the Missouri Farm Bureau. I'm Janet Atkinson, and this week we have a special treat for you. We are joined by Terry Moore. She is the Vice President of Communications with the American Farm Bureau Federation and Roger Cryan. Now, Roger is the Chief Economist with AFBF, and it's not very often we get to have two folks join us for the show, but we appreciate you guys taking the time to chat, and what a fun topic to kind of discuss this week. It is the annual market basket survey that you do heading into the Independence Day holiday. Uh, I wanted to have you both on. Terry, you kind of help pull everything together to make the magic happen and get all the numbers together. And then Roger, you pull the numbers and make sense out of them, I guess, right? That's kind of how it goes. And thank you for that nice introduction, Janet. And by the way, a belated welcome to the Farm Bureau family. We are delighted to have you as part of it. Thank you. Uh, the survey process is really, it. it's a pretty elaborate behind the scenes process. We invite our members from across the country to help um, monitor prices, to go do a quick check of very specific items so that we can compare from year to year. And then um, we end up getting a lot of national attention about both our 4th of July survey and our Thanksgiving survey. It's a lot of work to pull together to put something out like this. And as you say, you do get a lot of attention. Why is that important to, to pull that, put that energy together and to get that attention, those eyes out there? From a communications perspective, it is such a golden opportunity, Janet, because everybody cares about food prices, right? Lots of people, all, all Americans have some connection to food, not to agriculture, so this survey is an opportunity. In fact, this year we used it to talk both about the fact that farmers are price takers, not price makers. So you see food prices are high. That doesn't mean farmers are making a killing, right? And the second, the second point being, this is a perfect time to talk about the farm bill, the importance of the farm bill to the entire food supply and to every American who eats. So we, we use the survey as a messaging opportunity. Now, here on the state level, we did have some inquiries, of course, about the survey whenever it came out. But for the national level at AFBF, talk about the inquiries that you heard from. Oh, all across, all the national publications have covered it in some form or fashion, both print and broadcast and lots of radio. I think we had more than 1,100 stories already on this one. So it's it uh, it generates some attention. It's nice whenever all that work put together uh, kind of does what it's supposed to and accomplishes that connection to the consumer. Absolutely. And, and we, we must not take these opportunities for granted because there is such a disconnected connection between the general public and agriculture. So we need to seize absolutely every opportunity to help tell the farmer's story. Now, Roger, as we said, you're the chief economist at AFBF, so you get to pull those numbers together and make them uh, better so those of us out here in the field, me specifically, can comprehend. <laughs> so there's a lot of things that you guys uh, kind of survey and research and uh, kind of run through. Talk a little bit about from that perspective. You've done this a number of years yourself. This is um, this is only the second year that I've been involved with this, uh, but Farm Bureau uh, has been doing this for 10 years. So it's a, it's a tradition. And um, we put, we had, uh, we have some folks here who helped put these together and um, they, they weren't that complicated to put together. It's a, it's just a question of getting it right. We, we got the raw numbers. Tom's team worked with uh, a surveying company uh, with a, a, um, an online 
surveying companies so that our members could go out and have an easy way to enter the data that they got. They went out and they collected these prices. We keep working on making it easier to enter, to make it harder to, to, uh, to enter, thing, enter things incorrectly. Um, and so this year, the, the, the data came in relatively clean. Um, we sorted it out, um, made sure that there were any, weren't any things that were just crazy, like, you know, a hundred dollar pack of hot dogs or something like that. So that we got it all, so we got it all straight and, um, and we put them together and check them and double check them. Uh, sometimes that's the, that's the tricky part is just making sure they're, they're all right. But we, we got it all together and, and, uh, we, we, we got the numbers for the things that went into the specific, uh, July 4th cookout uh, menu that we we've laid out 10 years ago. Um, and the, the price is, is up, uh, from a couple of years ago, it's down a little bit from last year. Um, that surprised us a little bit, but the last year's numbers were up a little more than we expected from the year before. So the two year change is probably around, around what we would have expected, uh, the, the basket, the, the, what it took for this cookout came out at about $67 and 73 cents, which is less than $7 per person for feeding 10 people. Um, and, uh, um, again, it's still 14% higher than it was two years ago. Uh, we were a little surprised that the numbers went down because all the, all the larger numbers we get from the government and the macroeconomic numbers all indicate inflation remains a problem and probably well through the, through the end of the year. Um, uh, but we did get, you know, indications of some of these things that went up and some of these things went, went down like the, uh, the uh, beef went up a little bit, which is in line with what we've been saying. Droughts uh, earlier in the year out west uh, and in the Midwest, uh, dealing with uh, undercutting supplies of cattle in the, in the supply chain. Uh, weather has affected uh, the potato crops, so potatoes were more expensive. Um, pork was down a little bit from last year, but it's still it's still w w up quite a bit from a couple of years ago because of some of the difficulties in that in that those markets. Um, and we saw chicken breasts and eggs come down from last year because uh, each uh, high, highly pathogenic avian influenza, is, which is still a problem, it was a little bit less of a problem this year than, than it was last year. And I think the thing we, we like to say every every time we talk about this, Thanksgiving and July 4th, we like to make it clear that the U.S. continues to be a country that spends its, the Americans spend, spend, this, Americans spend a smaller share of their, their income on food than any other anyone else in the world um, and that's because we are fortunate enough to to be a relatively wealthy nation and we're also fortunate enough to have a very uh, vibrant farm sector with hard hard-working farmers and uh and effective farm bill programs that, that help those farmers get through the hard times so they can keep producing and keep providing the bounty that we we, we benefit from every year Roger Terry mentioned this here just a while ago uh, about the the numbers coming together and being very helpful whenever the farm bill conversation comes around. How do you see it playing a role in those conversations? Well, like Terry said, we've we've had calls from all kinds of folks. We've had interviews, and our clips have been played, and the numbers have been shared. Um, I was on uh, on uh, the clear the clear uh, channel radio station yesterday, and. Um, went on a, probably a little bit more than the guy wanted me to talk about the farm bill, but I, but I talked about the farm bill 
in connection with all this stuff and some of the things that we need, uh, like we want to continue to protect the crop insurance program. We want to recognize that inflation cuts into the value of some of the commodity programs and some of the programs where there's, uh, you know, fixed dollars like for agricultural research and conservation. Um, it's important that we we help the world see that they benefit from from farmers succeeding and that the farm bill is an important part of how how farmers succeed, especially how they get through the bad years and how how American agriculture continues to innovate and grow over over the long term. Roger, you want to go out on a limb and make any guesses as the farm bill and its timing this year? <laughs> well, I know you just talked to Andrew last month, so uh, I, I'll I'll go with him. I I believe him. He's he uh, Andrew Walmsley, our farm bureau, farm bill lobbyist, uh, went through the process very effectively. I think uh, I I don't see any reason why we shouldn't be done this year. Uh, as Andrew said, that may be optimistic, but if we're not optimistic, nothing will happen. So. We have really good leadership in uh, in the Congress that really wants to get this done. Good good folks who understand agriculture uh, and who are helping us, as Andrew indicated, helping us um, explain it to the folks who haven't been through it before. Um, but uh, it's it's important, and it's important, and we think we think it's going to get done this year. Now, Terry, coming back to you, you were talking about all the the effort and communication that it takes to pull this survey together. Uh, For those who haven't participated before, or maybe states that don't participate quite as much, um, what do you hear from those who do? Why do they keep uh, putting their their time and energy into this program? And how do you get more people motivated to do so? I think we actually had the highest level of participation this year than than uh, we ever have. So that's that's a really positive thing. We have multiple entries from each state. So we're making sure that we're actually getting a full picture of the country. And I think those who do it, honestly, Janet, do it because um, they see the attention it gets. Right. And if they can do their little part, which is just recording a couple of numbers for us, they're happy to do it. And um, I hope the numbers continue to build to be honest. So we'll, we'll welcome your help inviting people, which we do ahead of each survey. We kind of put out the word through our Farm Bureau channels to invite members to help us record those numbers. Now for potential volunteers who might do this, what do they, what is the time requirement? What do they need to do? It literally can be as simple as, you know, they're planning to make a trip to the grocery store anyway. So they just take our list of the specific items that we need the price of and fill it out and send it in. It's It really is as easy as that. Wonderful. Well, it doesn't sound too bad. And uh, it's almost, or it is Independence Day, but of course, as we said, Thanksgiving's just around the corner. So are you already gearing up for that? You better believe we are. We're getting all set and uh, we'll we'll put out that invitation, you know, when as, as the month nears. But um, so I would encourage all Farm Bureau members to watch for it. Thankfully, we have a little bit more summertime to enjoy before Thanksgiving rolls around. Exactly. Although we may not object to some of those temperatures right now. So before we wrap things up, you guys are both out there in the Washington, D.C. world. How are things uh, as far as summertime in D.C.? It's smoky. Thanks smoky? To our, thanks to our neighbors from the north. Uh, How long has it been smoky. that way for you guys so far? Well, it's only been pretty smoky for a day or two, but it's it was pretty bad in uh, the Midwest. I, I, you know, Minneapolis, Chicago, 
uh, earlier in the week. So, and I understand it's going to continue. Terry, any insight from your side? Oh gosh, it's you know it's it it's not so bad. We're we're close to the ocean, close to the mountains, so you can always escape. But yeah, it's been warm for sure, and that haze is this kind of moved in and out. It was in a few weeks ago, probably the haziest we've ever seen it. To where we're only a block off the National Mall and couldn't hardly see the National Mall. So oh my yeah. gosh, so oh it's it's been intense, but not so bad anymore. There we go. <laughs> we are doing this over Zoom. So Roger just turned the camera so we can look outside. And yes, there is definitely a, a hazy appearance over Washington, D.C. right now. And a little side note, I'll tell you this. I worked in D.C. for a couple of years. And one night I was working late. Our office was inside USDA and I left and it was before dark, but not completely daylight. And there was a haze over Washington and fog, actually, I believe is what it was. But I couldn't see the Washington Monument at all. Wow. And USDA is not that far from the monument and it was just gone. <laughs> so almost like a sci-fi movie thing where they just picked it up and took it away somewhere. So at least you got those landmarks to appreciate and enjoy and miss whenever they do kind of disappear occasionally. <laughs> oh my gosh, it is a beautiful place and there's so much history. So grateful to be here. Well, hopefully some folks who are tuning in have the chance to travel to Washington, D.C. on a number of the trips that the Missouri Farm Bureau takes. I know that we'll have some more here between now and the end of the year. And, of course, when 2024 rolls around as well. Well, thank you guys for both taking the time to chat with us. Hope you enjoyed your time with your family here over the Independence Day holiday. Again, talking with Terry. She is the Vice President of Communications with the American Farm Bureau and Roger, Chief Economist with AFBF as well. You've been listening to Digging In with the Missouri Farm Bureau.